Hi guys, welcome to Off Topic Podcast. My name's Adam Roberts. Hi guys, my name's Mal Thomas. Hi guys, I'm Danny Campion. And I'm Jordan Vidal. As this is our first episode, we thought we'd give you a little pilot, a little introduction about each of us, a few things, what we've studied, how we've come to where we are, some interests, you know, just to let you know more about us. So, I'm Adam Roberts. I basically always been a creative person from the, like a younger, younger age. Um, studied a few things like psychology, art, geography. I like things like tech, the future. I've got a degree in footwear design and... I decided to come on this podcast with these guys to to learn more and uh, analyze the human race. Hi guys, I go by the name of Mal Thomas. Um, mainly football for me, you know. I uh, started this with the lads as a little project to see and talk about different things. Um, studying at uni to become a PE teacher. I've always worked with children, um, kids rather. So yeah, that's all about me. Hi guys, I'm Danny Campion. Um, I didn't study near as much as Adam did, um, but uh, basically I'm a football coach now. Um, my two badges currently um, waiting to be accepted for my UEFA B. Um, interested in all things got to do with the world, future, aliens, everything. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, here to discuss it with these men here. So um, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, and I'm um, Jordan Vidal. So um, basically, my obviously my nine to five is uh, property manager. Um, but obviously, outside of that, I'm really enjoying you know looking to, into the uh, human mind, obviously the universe with the laws of attraction and the, the multiple laws of that. Um, and I'm also currently studying life coaching at the moment. Hopefully, be a, uh, a life coach soon. So that wraps me up. Cool. Um, so yeah, uh, before we give you a little little. Uh bit about off topic and how we came about Dan do you want to go through that now and talk us through it yeah yeah um so basically it kind of just came out of the blue one day wasn't it um mm. we uh in our in our in our football uh, group chat we we have some uh, interesting conversations <clears throat> um more so unintelligent conversations but the few intelligent conversations we do have um they they're actually they're actually really really good in educational so um so I, I think it was a couple of us who decided to to um, create a podcast and, and chat about it there. Um, uh, I think it's a great idea, you know, something to do in the lockdown. Um, and yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, some, some of the topics that we're going to be talking about are really interesting, educational as well. You know, I'm hoping I can learn a few things um, and I'm sure the people listening will as well. So um, yeah, looking forward. George, uh, Mal, how do you feel about this uh, whole podcast experience that we're doing, Jordan? Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to. It. Obviously, we've had you know those sort of conversations in the group chat and and stuff like that. Um, and I think it's kind of got to a point where we was like, you know, we need to kind of do something with this. You know, it, it it's uh it was a lot of uh, a lot of paragraphs in the group chat, which the boys didn't really like to see. To be fair. Um, <laughs> So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's obviously why we've created this. And we thought, obviously, a, a, a more wider audience would obviously, you know, might benefit from that as well. Yeah, yeah um, I think uh, it's a good little project that we've got going on. Um, I think uh, we're t- going to be touching on loads of different, various different situations and different questions, different, you know, um, you name it, we'll be touching on it. But um, honestly, I do feel like um, what we're doing is different to everyone else. And I think... Um, uh, everyone should stay tuned for, for what we have in store for the coming weeks. Yeah, so obviously we want to look into sort of the human race in general, you know. Um, we're going to look at a various amount of things which could be 
conformity oh. through to behavior, obsessions, guilty pleasures, conspiracy, a lot. Um, we're going to look in depth. We're going to go through quotes and stuff. And hopefully, hopefully you guys, the viewers, will, will enjoy it. But, um, so, yeah, obviously, we, we decided to do this, try something new and get out of comfort zone, really, which is what our episode today is going to be about. Um, don't know what you guys feel about the comfort zone, really, your opinions on it. Yeah, I mean, do you want to go, Yeah, I'll take this, yeah. Um, so, obviously, the comfort zone, yeah, is quite... It's one of those things that I think people do tend to obviously stay within the lines of, um, you know, of, of what, what they know <laughs> rather than, you know, what they can be. Um, I think obviously we, we're, we're kind of taught that as from, you know, from a young age, you know, that, that when you got older, you should, you know, you should have a job, you should do this, you should do that sort of thing. And you shouldn't really be uh, like, be one of those people that can make a change. I think that's what I think, you know, what I kind of take from that is that, you know, Conformity is one of those things that you're kind of taught in school and, and doing something different or thinking outside the box is very much, you know, forbidden as such. Um, but obviously the problem with that is <laughs> you, you're not going to obviously, the, 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 at the end of the day, all the stuff that you're using now, you know, your Xboxes, your, your TVs, you know, everything, I mean, Spotify and all that sort of stuff are all made from those people that think outside the box mm. and made yeah. it actually happen. So I think, you know, it's, that's that's. For me, that's why I think a comfort zone is one of those things that you just have to try and, you know, experiment and get out there. Yeah, what's your thought? Do you think that? that's something that can be taught? I do you think that's something that can be taught, Vids, thinking outside the box? You know what? I, th I think I think everyone has those those thoughts. I ain't going to lie. I think everyone has those, yeah, those those sorts of thoughts. But I think we're, we're so, where we'll just dismiss it because the first step is, is so hard to mm. achieve or... Uh, yeah, yeah, unattainable. Absolutely. I think you will just dismiss it straight away. Absolutely. But we're, that, that's the thing, because the reason I ask that is because I firmly believe that we're taught not to think outside the box, like you said. Mm. So we're actually taught the complete opposite. Um, like, and, and again, it comes back, it, it is a lot to do with the school system because you're up at 7 a.m., you're in school for 8 or 9, you're there for an 8-hour day. You come home, you're wearing a uniform, you're obeying, you're taught to obey, you're taught to listen, you're taught to be, you know, all these things have got to do with a structured average human life of being a nine to five job. You go to school or work Monday to Friday and you have two days off at the weekend and you're told to be happy with that. Mm. Um, and some people are. That's fine. Like, that's fine. But why, why aren't, isn't there a platform for somebody who may be, so insanely creative to be creative. Why is there no platform? I think it there? relates in a lot of industries it as well. Like, sure. I think Absolutely. It, it does because uh, you look at you look at the subjects <clears throat> they they make you like learn. Obviously, I understand them yeah. putting you into English and maths. It's the basic sort of human need um, and science mm. and stuff. But they they always seem to push those those subjects higher, saying like if you get these if you focus on these subjects. And, you get a better job, you get a better salary, like these mm. are the sort of social norms. You don't, they look at the creative side of it and they just sort of dismiss it or they look at the sort of self-employed side as well, where they, they sort of, you, the, way I, the way I see it is, like even with this whole lockdown situation, like they, they, they fully focus on the employment instead of being self-employed. Mm -hmm. I think they, Mate, sort of, they judge the self-employed than the actual employed. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. The self, I'm self-employed. Yeah. You know, this lockdown has killed me financially. Um, there's no support system there. They have, they have rolled out a new thing. But um, it took me, like, 
what I'm doing now, I could have been doing years ago, but I was told it will never work by that same system. Here, listen, when I, when I was when I was in school, yeah, and I was 17, I was in my final year, and I got offered a scholarship to come to England and study my badges, my coaching badges, and um, to play football. So basically, I got in for playing football, and I got to study my coaching badges, B-Tech, all that type of stuff. I went to my guidance counsellor, who's supposed to be the one helping me achieve what I want to achieve, and she told me to be more realistic with my choices. Mm. Why shouldn't I do something? Why shouldn't I do something with construction or engineering or, you know, where I'm from, there's a meat factory there, and that's the main source of income for a lot of people. That's where a lot of people end up, you know, and that's fine. It's an honest living, but it's not what I wanted to do. But I was constantly being told, that that's what's there waiting for me. That's where you need to focus your, your point of view on. Not not this stuff, because that's that's so far away. That's out there. Yeah. You know, that's different to what everyone else is doing. Yeah. And I was in tears. I remember being in tears thinking, this is, these people know best. Because when you're that age, you don't realize that these are just other normal people. These teachers you look up to, you listen to, you're learning from, you know. Um, and it, it's something that's always stuck with me. Um, especially where I'm now kind of doing what I'm doing, <clears throat> I'm glad I never listened to it. And I was lucky that my mom is a person who kind of drugs that thing off and puts an arm around you and says, Dan, that's not how the world actually is. You can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Simple as. As long as you want to abandon that's you can do it. But that's not thought. That's, this is where we're going wrong, I feel, in the system. And a lot of people, imagine how much talent has got lost in the system from mm. from people's opinions like that. You know, I feel like with experience and, and like getting getting a certain job, I think they they look at employment like being in an employed system over someone who's self-employed. I don't think yeah. they, I don't think they treat the of things course. the same. I think they think our oh, self-employment is just a it's just a load of rubbish. Like it's not, not really yeah. experienced the true employment system. Like especially from my side anyway in fashion, um, and and like sort of the content side of it. Like obviously I've run my own brand before, but people don't see that as experience. They see it as like, you've just done your thing. You've not been in this system. Yeah. So you're doing it wrong, yeah. which is completely, yeah. it's ridiculous really, because you learn more from doing it yourself. So like yeah, that. that's, absolutely. That's, yeah, that's an interesting. But a lot of that is a threat. A lot of that is a threat. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're self-employed, you're your own boss. Mm -hmm. You have your own boss and you have your own kind of status. Um, and the, the worst thing for another boss is to be threatened by that because there can't be two of you. You know, so it does come into it where it's a mentality as well, you know? Yeah. What's your thoughts on it, Mel? I'm just listening to Danny, you know, um, and he talks a lot about, I don't know if he's talking about the school system and whatnot and um, being taught to to be, let's say, comfortable or let's just say you're in a bubble. Let's be, let's say you're in a bubble taught yeah. to like get outside, um, think outside of the bubble, think outside of the box, should I say? Yeah. Um, and it's interesting that you say that, obviously, working with children, working in schools and stuff, um, uh, I'm mm. going to have to uh, disagree. I do feel like um, at school, like, I, I can only talk for uh, at schools, OK? Um, so I feel like at schools, we do try and make the kids, you know, um, think of things differently, like different ways and think outside of the box and think, how can they do? It can be something so small to let, let's just say, let's just say a maths equation, let's just say, you know, the teacher's saying it one way, but one kid might not get it that way so if they think a different way that's them automatically thinking outside of the box you know what i mean yeah. you that or not? i agree the thing the thing yeah i get that the main thing for me mal and it's actually it's good that you brought that up is because um the schooling system over here compared to where i'm from is a hundredfold better like 
I've worked in schools as well, you know, doing coaching and PE and P- PPA and stuff like that. And I have to say, like, the system set in place here is so much better than what I grew yeah, up with. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, you lads have no idea, like, how much of more of an opportunity you get over here um, regarding school system and, and growth and potential to lead on to other things. Um, so, yeah, maybe I should have maybe subcategorized that myself and said where I'm from. Um, however, my, 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 my whole view on the whole school system as a whole um, it still doesn't change mm. much. Um, I think teachers themselves are, are can be quite good and um, you know bring out the best in kids. But the system that's in place is literally set so that people can grow up and be a part of a fundamental, a fundamental social society yeah. that is built for them to enter, rather than them going out and making mm. their they're set in their ways to do this, and it sets you yeah. up for it. Simple as. Name, name one thing you learn from school that's useful right now. <laughs> one thing. Yeah. yeah. Name one. Any of you? Yeah, but um, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a. It's a. Tough... Name one. No, I reckon it's crazy. I, I think that comes down to the to the um, national curriculum, though. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, and then oh, it's about like, the side what, of the As you're saying, there. like what you're saying, you only get to choose what you actually want to do in year ten. So from year, you know, let's say reception up to year ten, you're doing subjects that you're not really taking an interest to but you're just going yeah you have to go exactly um, you're you're given you're given a choice of subjects that you don't yeah. know about you have no interest mm-hmm. in and you don't know if yeah. you like can i ask you a question as well the whole lot the lot of you yeah did you by in your last in your last year of school did you know what you wanted to be or wanted to no, <laughs> no not at all honestly no I, I didn't i knew i wanted to go and do coaching and all that but did I? I didn't have a clue. I was 17. I didn't have a clue. I knew what I wanted you know what? to do, but I didn't you know, know what, how though? to do you know it. What, though? I think that's a good thing. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. I, I like that. But what, what the school system does is that it tells you that this is what you do. You go to uni, you yeah. study this. Do you know how many people I know that have gone to uni and got a degree in something that they, they have no interest oh, in? Can I tell because they were forced to. Danny, what you've just said yeah. is um, it's the amount of people that have gone to uni... Let's say they've studied one thing and then they've gone and pushed, like, pursued a career in something totally different is insane. But what you're saying is totally yeah. correct. Yeah. You are pushed to go to uni because it's university, it's a degree, it's this, it's that. Mm. I mm. found out the hard way. Obviously, like, my age and whatnot, I'm at uni now. I should have went when I was before, like, when I was younger or whatever, but I didn't. But what you've just said, yeah, is so... Um, the word it's so it's such a fact like it happens so much that it's insane it's insane you know why that is yeah because you're so go on the people i was supposed to that have you know that have gone on to uni or doing courses and stuff like that they're always asked this one question and it's what do you enjoy so then they'd go right so i enjoy video games so why not do a course in video games or photography yeah yeah. why not do photography but the problem exactly. with that is, is that exactly. when you start this university course in something that you enjoy as a hobby, yeah. it takes the hobby out of it. Mm-hmm. But then you're doing it every yeah, day. It comes you lose, you lose, you you essentially yeah. lose your hobby. So you've lost your outlet, and you're you're studying on this this one thing that you feel that you like. When that enjoyment goes, that's it. That what is there? What is there to do? So that's why I reckon by the time that you finish that course, you're like, you know, I'm actually sick of it. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. I think as well in secondary yeah. schools, yeah. Um, 
you're not really given much time to choose and to like pursue what you really want to do. So once you've left That's secondary I mean. school, like let's say you've got year 10 and year 11, you've got two years to really sit down and think, look, what do I want to do? What Danny's saying, you know what? Exactly. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah. And it's probably... It's a lot of pressure for a kid, for a kid. Yeah, yeah. And you're, you're probably going to rush like... nine times out of 10. Um, You're probably going to be like, oh, like I'm just going to do this or I'm going to do that. And it's not necessarily what you really want to do because you haven't really um gone out there and... and um. And like fielded, not fielded, but like fielded in different areas. You haven't experienced anything. You don't don't know what you like. You haven't experienced nothing. You've been going to school for 10 years, 15 years. You don't know what the world is like. How do I know if I'm going to like an office job or not? You know, it doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. to be just thrown into something. The problem is, you know, the problem is there's there's so many subjects and and like passions. It's possible for them to give you one route that you fully go down, enjoy doing. It's like, it's all trial and error, really. Yeah. Trial and error, really. Because, yeah. Like, the way I look at it, like, yeah. I'm not, I, I agree. All the A-levels I did, completely re- irrelevant to what I actually ended up doing in a degree. Yeah. But it was just like, yeah. it was, it, that brought me to where I, to where I am. Like, because I ended up doing... What made you decide what you wanted to do? So, obviously, after GCSEs and stuff, like, you get a sort of... You know what sort of area you're in. You either go in financial or creative or whatever. I was always going creative. I don't look at... I don't look and read books mm. like like, years... Or like write all the time. Like I have to do it visually. Um, so then I end up choosing like a few things, like geography, film studies, art, and psychology. They're all the four things that I actually did enjoy. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes down to it, like I ended up going from doing that to then going to do art, and then thinking, sod doing art because I'm not going to get a career in that. Yeah. So I went and did footwear design instead of doing fashion buying, and then I ended up getting a degree in footwear design. And now you can't get a fucking job in footwear design because there's no experience. Yeah get experience for it but like it's just it's a manic it's, it's madness with schools really and and um push you down like all these paths you don't want to do but it's all for that it's do you know do you know what i think is crazy what i think is crazy do you know what what percentage of people in london alone don't um enjoy, do the percentage of people who don't enjoy their jobs <laughs> no what's that 70 percent minimum of people mm. don't enjoy their jobs that they do in london do you know how crazy that is yeah like, like that. but again that's, that's crazy though that, why why is that a thing why i i personally i would say i feel like it, it's back to like the the topic the subject that we're on now you know of being yeah. comfortable you know exactly um, it, it, and it's true exactly. look we all get into certain situations where um we're comfortable in that situation. It's not about, I don't know whether it's about not liking change or not minding change, but it's just the fact that you wake no, up. No, it's because it's exactly, it's exactly what we just said, man. Yeah. It's because we're taught that way. But look, look at the root of but it. But then it's like, we're taught to obey. We're taught to live a simple, easy life. Yeah. People go to college because parents put the pressure on them. They don't, they might not necessarily want to go, but also it's the pressure of your peers, of everyone else. You go to college, you get a degree, then you get a job in from that degree. You may not necessarily enjoy that job, but it's what you chose to do now because, because you were forced into this way of living this way, you know? Um, And for me, that's what it comes down to. 70% of people in London don't enjoy it. And a lot of it has got to do with where it started. It's because of the system that they've been put into. I think it's I very think hard to break away from that. Partly it has, but yeah, like, partly, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot more factors. The thing is, money rules the world. So some people are going to be comfortable mm. in their job. Yeah. They're not going to go and do the do the do the risk. Yeah, they're not going to yeah. go and try something different because That's, they're so yeah. they're so stable yeah. in what they've got now. 
that if they try that, it's too much yeah. risk for them it's to a, lose it, especially in this. Absolutely. It's a comfortable routine well, for absolutely. most people, you know. They like they wake up every day. They go, they go into an office with the same faces every single day. You do the same things every single day. It's it's a it's comfortable for for for. for it's cushy, to do. yeah. Um, absolutely. But would you do it if you weren't happy? If you were happy? But how? Many, if you yeah. weren't happy? Yeah. Uh, you you'll have people why? That do that, and I'll tell you why. Because you'll have senior directors or directors or line managers or whatever that we've been making 50, 60, 70 grand a, a year in a job that, that they don't enjoy, but they're good at it, but they mm. don't enjoy it. So then thinking about, you know what, I, I don't actually enjoy this. I enjoy this job. I want to come out of it and do something else. You're gonna then going to have to probably take a pay grade to start off with. You'll probably end up going down to 30, mm -hmm. 40 grand or whatever. So then you're, the life that you're living at, the, the 60, 70 grand, may not be able to sustain that faith for you yeah. if that makes absolutely. sense. Absolutely. But that comes into the mentality of it then as well, though, Bids, right? Because you're saying, right, okay, I need to choose between my happiness or my living situation mm. or my social social status. And See, which is what? more important to me, my, my happiness or the way I live? Because right now I'm not happy with the way I'm living, but it's easy and I'm comfortable. But I could be a lot happier on a lot less money but I wouldn't be on as much money. So which is which? Where do you find the balance in that? How so is there a balance? So where? See what the the thing I, I I listened to the other day. I think it was um, someone someone said about um, you should uh, that there's a quote that you should do what you enjoy. Um, uh, you mm. know, what, if it makes you happy, then you should do it. And someone was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. That's that's uh, rubbish. I, I don't believe in that at all because that's there's no uh, there's no progression in that. Said if you flip it. And you enjoy enjoy what you do, yeah. Enjoy what you do instead of doing what you enjoy. So you could have, for example, yeah. this job that someone else thinks it is. But if you're going every day and you're enjoying what you're doing, enjoying the people that you're talking about, doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that it's a passion. Well. But you enjoy getting up in the morning. You enjoy going to work yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that completely changes the person's out the outlook. And I think a lot of people, obviously, that that have that mindset of, of you know, I want to do what I enjoy then fall into that and say, you know, Absolutely. I'm actually not happy with what I'm doing now. Whereas if you flip it and say, you know, Absolutely. enjoy, like, do little things. Maybe it might be shitty little tasks, but if you're enjoying what those shitty little tasks are and, you know, you come away from the day thinking, you know, that you've achieved something, then it, it obviously makes it, makes it worth it in the end. It makes a massive difference to your life. Mm. I was, it's funny we picked this um, <clears throat> topic for, for the first one because what we're talking about now is exactly where I was. Um, about a year and a half ago, just before I went self-employed. I was I worked for five years in a bar over here and I worked my way up to assistant manager and I was on a salary for the first time in my life. Um, and I was happy. I was earning good money. The hours were long, but I was really good at it. I'm good with, I'm good with socializing with people. I'm good with, you know, conversation, all this type of thing. And um, it just got to a stage where no matter how good I was or how much, uh, pa how passionate I was about the job or the people I liked there, or the money, I just wasn't happy, simple as. And it was actually my partner who um, who said to me, like, why are you doing it, you know? And it took us so long to get set up over here financially that I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to risk going self-employed and coaching and giving it a shot at what I really want to do because of exactly what you just said. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. too comfy. It's too much of a risk. Mm -hmm. I can't put that pressure on me and her, simple as. Yeah. Um, and it really, it does, it, it, like it stressed me because I was so unhappy with what I was doing. Um, and it literally took to just, well, I put a deadline on it. And when I put the deadline on it, 
I didn't keep to it because I was too scared. It got to the deadline and I ended up staying another couple of months. And then um, after another chat with my missus, she literally just said, Dan, just quit. Just quit tomorrow. Simple as. No, no other thinking about it. Just do it. Because once you do it, you have no other choice now to, to perform and do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Simple as. Um, and yeah, like it comes into this going out of your comfort zone. I was so comfortable, yeah. but I was unhappy. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I stepped out of my comfort zone, I've never been as happy in my life. And I've been, I, when, I, when I left, I took a massive pay cut. I wasn't, I, I wasn't getting paid at all, no. <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> but what I was doing and what I was working towards made up for yeah. that. Um, and, you know, when you get to a certain point where you're happy doing what you want to do, it, it means everything, you know, for me personally. And all that took was me and my missus, support from my missus to say, no, stop, you know, acting bollocks, go and do it. Mm. You know, stop saying you're going to do it. Do it. But why, and you don't see that side of it. But why is it that we, you know, we label the comfort zone as something to do with what we do, is in terms of work and stuff? Because the definition for comfort zone is a psychological, emotional, behavioural construct. It's what familiar to you and feels safe. Your regular habits and routines. But we always, we always categorise that as in what we do for work or salary. It's not. You can look at it in other ways. The comfort zone. It can be things where. You come home from work yeah. and you don't do anything. You just sit there and watch TV. That's comfortable. Mm-hmm. But there's other ways of, of breaking out your comfort zone in terms of reading, educating yourself more, yeah. going into doing something as a uh, yeah. side thing. I think it's perspective. I think it'll come down, it'll be different with everyone. For me, my comfort zone is financial um, stability. Am I, am I financially stable? Am I able to have a roof and food on the table? If that's a yes, then I'm comfortable. You know, but the thought of me leaving my job and that not being a thing really scared me. So it was a case of I, I can take this risk. It might it might ruin me, <laughs> but it might actually make me the happiest I've ever been in my life, which it has, thankfully. And so I think it, it'll be different for everyone, what everyone's comfort zone is, you know, for depending on your situation, depending on, you know, where you come from, what you're doing. Um, I think it'll be different for everyone, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even if you like, really, obviously relate it back to this podcast here, like we, as we was all said at the start, you know, we just we were just typing away, sending messages in a group chat. So to go from there mm. to what we're doing now is it is completely mm. out of the comfort zone. There's is, so yeah. much, there's Absolutely. so much planning, there's so much behind. You know, the steps that you have to take from just sending a, a message in a group chat to where we are now mm. is even though obviously yeah. the first one it's still massive. massive. It's, it's massive. Man. Because what, what we're doing in that group chat is chatting among friends, among peers, mm. you know, and we don't mind getting battered by, by each other if, you know, if we say something stupid or something or someone doesn't agree. What we're doing right now is we're putting ourselves on a platform where people can be proper nasty, you know. <laughs> they, can, they, can, they can be really, you know, social media, you know what I mean? Like, um, but so, you're right. Again, that's, that's all four of us going out of our comfort zone, whether we know it or not, because we're doing something different. So that's what I said. Down to perspective, it comes it comes into into your everyday life, depending yeah. on on where you're at. Where's your what's I mean, your comfort zone now? Uh, Fleet Town. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah. So football, football. I can touch zone. on this. It's a silly one. It is a silly one. But um, I'm gonna use sports. I know we didn't really want to push, but whatever, whatever. But many of us, many of us can can you know go higher, play mm. higher, possibly, mm. and. Where the reason we don't is because we're comfortable where we are. You know, you turn up to the game and you know you're going to start every week. But if you go higher, you might turn mm. up to the game and not know if you're going to start every week. Do you know what I mean? 
so like would, you know off the top of my head i would say that is possibly my comfort zone um i've had conversation with someone yeah. and they said mal you need to step outside of that comfort zone and make yourself be familiar with being uncomfortable what's what's the risk what's what what makes you uncomfortable with doing that mate honestly yeah it's just yeah. that oh i don't really want to talk to you tough on this but it's just I, <laughs> it's just i've got to meet and i know i'm gonna start Mm. So, so it's just yeah. So you, you know what the yeah, deal is. You don't you don't like like I get on with all the, the idea of not knowing where yeah, you stand. Yeah, yeah. And it's like to change that scenario and to go into some to go into the unknown where I don't know what's gonna happen mm. week in week out. It, it's 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 something that you just don't want to do. But well, I mean, can I ask you something, yourself. Matt? What did you? Go on. What did you? What did you do for work, Matt? Before you started studying the BP, I was teacher. just being a TA, teaching assistant. And what made you get into that? I've all, do you know what? I've always liked to. Um, no, do you know what it was? Yeah, I had one teacher at school, primary school, and I just loved her. Yeah, mm. and um, yeah, like I just thought, do you know what? You like I've seen her help so many different kids um, at the school. Yeah, mm. I was like, I want to be like that. So then I had her mm. at primary school. Then when I went yeah, to secondary that. school, my PE teacher, Mr. Amadi, was the best mm. teacher I've ever had, yeah. hands down. And I was like, yeah. this guy, I want to be like him. Um, so then I was yeah, like, I for me, as PE teacher as well. That's cute. I got the <laughs> so biggest inspiration from my PE teacher, man. Listen, <laughs> that's, that's cute, the yeah. thing is, yeah, I don't know about you lot, but I can honestly say the best relationships I see formed, may, I'm not trying to be biased either, but are mainly with PE teachers. Yeah, um, yeah. It's because it's because they're not actually setting their ways into a certain system. PE teachers have a lot more freedom to be who they and teach how they see. Yeah, fit because PE is about expression, creativity, you know, growth. Um, whereas if you're a geography teacher, there's not really much room for for growth in terms of you know, mm. um, molding a person or a personality or values. You're kind of teaching one set subject, yeah. and they either like <laughs> no, it or they don't. I think what I just you know said what? was so biased. I, I want to take that back. You know, you know what's funny about this whole this whole sports teacher chat, yeah, and about about constricting pupils, is in my in my secondary school, it was a rugby school, isn't it? Yeah. So no, push that, mm. and I remember them saying to me, to Pat, who came to the same school, we had to go play rugby to play football. <laughs> yeah. So I spent three or four yeah. years playing as like a fly half or whatever. <laughs> It's the one where you just kick the ball, isn't it? So it's, it's all good. Sometimes I got in the scrum and had to give a dig to a fellow in the scrum, but obviously the fact that the fact that they prioritised us having to play rugby to play football was was ridiculous. But do you know what? When yeah, you think back to the question, that put you in an uncomfortable situation. True. And you had to get mm. out of it. It's true. Yeah. So... True. When you look at it, it, you may think, oh, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? But the fact is, you had to do what you had to do to get to where you wanted to go in terms of you had to play rugby, which you didn't really want to do, didn't feel comfortable doing 100% to go and play football, which you would feel 100% playing. So, yeah, I hear that. Look at it. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Um, because if he was just what, like, what, 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 sorry. Go on, no, If the PE teacher was like, look, ads, um, Go just go and play football. You wouldn't even look twice at doing the rugby. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, definitely. So yeah. It could have made you 
like more confident in, in what you're doing and made you the player you are today. Do you know what I mean? And I think we all, we, we all got to look back. There's a certain point in our life, looking back, where we were felt uncomfortable. We've got through that zone and it's made us comfortable in what we can do today. Um, 100%, you know? And I think um, that's something to always think about. I think that's the trick, though, Matt. That is the trick. Mm. Personally, for me, I know now that taking risks is not as big a deal as what I thought yeah. about at first. Because I've become comfortable with being in uncomfortable situations. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't know, trying something newer. It, for me, it's badges, right? So for me, coaching badges, they're really daunting. This UEFA B is a daunting yeah. thing because it's the first big step on the ladder of coaching. So to me, it's like a lot of work, you know, am I going to be able to do it? Am I going to understand it? Am I knowledgeable enough? You know, do I know enough about this? And all of this stuff comes into your head because your your mind is literally taught to protect you. And if something seems daunting or seems, you know, out there, straight away you start doubting it because you want to stay in your comfort zone. You need to be in this place that you call your comfort yeah. zone. And that's outside of the circle. That's, that's away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so by just like sheer, you know, human instinct, you're taught to, to stay away from that because it's scary. You know, once you break that barrier and become comfortable with being uncomfortable, you know, the things that you can do or, or are open to doing is, you know, um, sky's the limit with it, personally, in my opinion. Um, you know, like... There's, to there's, go back to it... Go on, go, go. To go back to it, if we look at the comfort zone, we'll go through it now. What's, what do you think the, the cons are with staying in it? You know what you're going to get. You know the results. With the you, you, yeah. you know the results. You, you know what it is you're doing. <clears throat> it's, it's like a set routine. Yeah, but that, you wouldn't see that as a con at the time, though. No, but it's a con because... The cons is growth. You can't grow. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm you saying. Don't so grow. You stay stagnant. You know what you're doing. You can't mm-hmm. fail. So it's holding yeah. you back. Absolutely. It holds you back. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. You don't learn new skills. No, yeah. There's no risk. There's no reward. Yeah, yeah. It's the way it is. Exactly. Pushed you. You're staying exactly yeah, where you yeah. are. But then you have the pros. Absolutely. You have the pros of the comfort zone. Do you think they outweigh the cons? Or What is a pro of being in the comfort zone? I mean, I think there's an argument what for both. There's an argument for both because I love being in my comfort zone. Everyone does. You know? I wish I didn't have to go out of my comfort zone to achieve what I have to achieve. Mm. But then Don't can you? I ask you a question? Don't you wish you could just stay in it? Yeah. Do you feel like... Um... When once you've stepped out of your comfort zone, do you feel better than than if you would just stayed in it? Absolutely. Mm, so is it absolutely? But what I'm saying is, is that I wish I didn't have to to achieve what I wanted to achieve because everything right now is fine. But if I want to get to the next step of what where I want to get to, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to take a risk, and taking risks is scary, no matter what way you think mm. about it. You know, um, personally, if if you know in the ideal world nobody would take risks and we'd all get what we want but that's not how it works <laughs> you know I think, um, I think it's a good balance of both you need that's what you yeah. need yeah because the comfort Absolutely. zone it allows you to recharge and it's yeah. sometimes you need that familiar, familiar, familiarity yeah. you don't need to like try something yeah. different I get you absolutely I, I think, think um, that comes with routine right comes with your life yeah. routine what you're doing on the weekends how much family time you know uh, who you speak to what you do you know, you have to have that balance. For me, I remember just going back to the kind of like the football side of it. When I first came here, 
I didn't have a football team, obviously. So I was working six, seven days a week with no football. And I was absolutely miserable. But I didn't realize kind of why, you know, it's because I didn't have that aspect of my life in my life again. It was it was just work, 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 you know, um, and no socialization, no football, which I love. And I didn't realize how much I was missing it until eventually I got back into it. Um, and it comes in, it comes into the balance. You have to have balance. You know, we have our football the weekends. We work during the week. You know, we train during the week. It's all a balance. And once once you get that formula right, I yeah. think um, I feel like you're winning. You're winning at life. You know? So I've got, I've got a question. I've got a question. Right. So comfort zone. Can you be unhappy yeah. in the comfort zone? Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people. I think I think a lot of people are. Personally. I think most majority of people are well, it goes back to the how many Londoners are, are happy in their job. They're more they're more than likely in their comfort mm. zone, but they're unhappy. <laughs> and I think I think a lot more than not would be unhappy in the comfort zone than out. I, d- I think it depends on the person. It's uh we've got dis- different personalities. I think I guess some people prefer to be in it because they're safe, some people prefer to just challenge themselves. But I mm. think one of the main problems we have as a human race is we always push this idea that like this sort of motivational entrepreneurial idea that yeah. you've got to be out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And I think that, I think people feel pressured about by it and they think, they think, oh, I can't take this risk. But if I do take mm. this risk and something pays off, then... How long? So I think, yeah. we, I think we push this narrative too much. I think... And then we all, yeah, I agree. We overthink it. We overthink it about the paths we take and we want to make sure everything's perfect. Like, it's... Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Have you ever done? Um, have you ever written down your goals, as in like just short term, mid term, yeah. and long term for the year, and actually try to fulfill them? Not like this New Year's resolution no. bullshit, but in terms of like your life, what you want to achieve this year, or what you want to at least get on the path to achieve. It, Do you know what's interesting? Right, I don't mind. Yeah, go. Do go you know on. what's interesting? This year is probably the only yeah. time I've done it in a long, long time. Um, I'll tell yeah. you the reason why because I remember speaking to a lot of people last year um, and obviously last year was the way it was you know with lockdown and everything else people couldn't do what they could do and I remember speaking mm. to my mum before and she said that oh you know I just enter the year just try and wing it and see what happens so I said you see that is where people mm. fell down so that's why so many people hated last year was because people just try and wing it but last year you couldn't yeah. you, you couldn't wing it and achieve stuff so then I took kind of took that away yeah. and thought, you know what, this year I'm going to write down some goals that I can achieve that are not going to be COVID dependent. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I'm not going to plan to go on mm-hmm. holiday in the first two months because I know lockdown is not going to let that happen. Yeah. So you're not going to fail that. Realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Fail that sort of goal straight away. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's sort of sort of writing down those goals that are achievable by yourself, regardless of what is around you sort of thing. Um, mm. So, yeah. Yeah. The thing is, you know what's mad is that I done I done the same thing, right? Only it was obviously it was when I first um, quit my job to go self-employed, and I done it, and I said, right, I'm sticking to it. I have to stick to this. This is the plan that's going to get me to where I want to be. Um, and I completely forgot about it. Like, just went straight out of my mind. Completely forgot about it. And um, it was only I done it on my missus. Right? It was only I'd say like two three weeks ago. Mm. where I looked I looked back this is about a year and a half ago and I looked back and I, I found it 
And I thought, wow, I actually forgot all about these. So I went through it um, just to see how I did, you know, because I completely forgot about it. Obviously, I, I got sidetracked and, you know, I probably didn't, didn't, you know, achieve any of them. I went through it and I think I had like 10 goals and 8 out of 10 I achieved. Yeah. Right? And to me, that is literally the perception of writing down something, wanting to achieve it and going out and doing it, but subconsciously doing yeah. it, knowing that that's what you have to do. I forgot all about it. But I still achieved eight out of ten of them, and I forgot what they were. So it's just subconsciously I was I've, I've actually ended up doing pretty well. See that's so it, it's there's a lot to be said. There's a lot to be said about it for writing it down, putting it in the putting it on paper, and then and then you know achieving it, going out and doing it, even subconsciously. Yeah. So that's see that's interesting because obviously that that falls in line with like and the thing that I quite learned like, learned quite a lot about is to call the law of attraction. A lot of people you see on Instagram. Yeah. things left right and center um about it and all thoughts become things and everything like that it, i think a lot of people kind of miss the actual idea of law of attraction is the fact that you've actually got to put some mm. sort of energy you've got to put some sort of feeling behind it so you can't just go you know what i want yeah. to make a million pound by the end of the year right so what are you going to do about it yeah. well nothing i just want, yeah, want yeah, to make yeah. a million well that's not going to happen is and yeah. i'll tell you what's interesting there's two things do you ever see that one with jim carrey yeah. Did you ever see that one with the, Jim Carrey? Yeah. Yeah, where he wrote himself a check for like a million dollars or something. And then the next year he done Dumb and Dumber and uh, he made a million dollars and he's amazing. It's magical. Yeah. Um, so he's not knowing that he probably, you know, done that knowing he was going to make Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yeah. It literally happened. People, people get that mixed up. Literally happened to me twice. Like in the past, what are we now, February? So in the last two months, it happened to me twice. Once at Christmas and once the other day. The first time at Christmas, um, so I thought about the goals I wanted for this year and everything else. And I thought to myself, you know what? I need to save money. So I thought to myself, right, let me just mm. put like a little bag or a little pot or whatever and I'll start putting money in there. Um, come Christmas now, um, I went around my mum's and my mum was like, oh, you know, Christmas presents and everything else. So I was like, all right. And so I opened it up and it was a money box. And I was like, that's like how did you, how did you Mad. know that? that yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah, nobody buys them anymore as well. Exactly. I thought all the presents that you could buy is a massive bloody money box. It was, it was mad. It threw me up. Um, That's mad. And then the second, the second time was literally the other day. I literally sat down on the computer and I typed out everything I wanted to achieve this year. Um, and one of them was on there. The right, I, I want a job paying this much by this time. And uh, literally mm. the next day, no word of a lie. I got emails to prove it. Everything. Yeah. I had someone ring me up and said, oh, um, like, we're looking, we've seen your CV, um, we want to, um, like, put you forward for this job, da da, da and everything else. Um, so I got a call, like, just send me over the job spec and I have a look at it and see what happens, yeah? Look to the job spec, the, the price, that the amount that I put on those goals matched exactly the same as what I put no, uh, on the thing. That's mad. That's mad. That when is you mad. See it, I, I, I firmly believe in it. Have you ads? Have you ads or mad? Have you ever have you ever had a situation where it just no matter what happened, everything went wrong. Every single <laughs> thing went wrong. Yeah, I've got one of those kicked now, you mate. and kicked you and kicked you, right? But then uh, it could be six months down the line, somewhat balances out. And all of a sudden, if you're if you're a jobless or you're looking for a job, you will get five job offers mm. in a row. Or you will, you will, you know, whatever it may be, whatever you're looking to try do, you will, you will get a numerous amount of them things coming in at the same time, as if the universe is just balancing out and it's just saying, right, okay, we gave you a kick in the gut when you were down, 
here's 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 a little bit of repayance. You know, here's here's a little bit of balance to your life. Um, because I've found it happens to me every year with something. Mm. Um, and my mother is a firm believer of it. She literally says it. She says it always balances out. Something will happen to balance it out. No matter, it could be anything, but it will happen. And it's I'm yet to be yet to be um, surprised by it. To be honest. Um, because it always does, you know. I don't know if you have you man ever had that. You get uh, you get the odd rejections from uh, jobs and stuff. Um, and like, yeah, as you say, I think it's the universe balancing you out. If something comes up which is which improves your life or you know adds to you, and I think it's obviously it's part of the universe working its ways, isn't it? That's the way I Absolutely. see it. Yeah, no, um, I'm just sitting here thinking, you know what I mean? I can I can touch on this for ages, but I'll, I'll try to keep it um, as sharp as possible. But, you know, um, it yeah, it has happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's crazy, though. It is. It's crazy, though. Why does that happen? Because it doesn't have to. You know, the world doesn't know nothing. Do you think, yeah? Okay, question. Do you think at the time you want it, it's because you're looking for it and then you don't go looking for it so it comes to you? Or um, let me try and word that better. So basically... I get you. I know what you mean. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. I think a little bit of both. I think when you're forcing something, it's going to be harder to get results because it's like, say, in football, as a striker, if you're trying to score too much, the pressure yeah. gets to you and you know you, you try too hard. I think it's the same with anything. I think if you put the right amount of time into something and the right energy into something, you, mm-hmm. you will get results and right things will happen. Um, not all the time, but I think majority of the time you're going you're gonna to get good results from it, you know? But I think also it, it depends how you bounce back from it because you're going to get a lot of rejection, a lot of failure, you know? A yeah. lot of people just give up then. I think perseverance, there's a lot to be said for perseverance in going out of your comfort zone and, and trying to achieve something. And I tell you what, for anyone listening, if if you have done this and failed, you have made one more step than majority of people. Yeah. And that's a lot to be said about that as well. Because there's a lot of people who have wanted to, but have not even gone about doing it. You know, um, failure is a part of learning and it's a lesson. Mm, yeah. You know, you're a little bit more knowledgeable when you fail. Do you know what's another interesting one? Just very quickly. Um you know all these these guys like um, Steve Jobs and Zuckerberg and all that. Why is it that they all dropped out of uni? Why did they all notice? All of them all had terrible grades in school. They all dropped out of uni and they all went and done their own thing. And that's a pattern. Every single one of them did. But you learn you learn more from your failures. That's why. That's crazy. That's man. a tough. One. Like yeah. all of them. That's a tough one because you don't know the, the percentage of people that have dropped out and failed. They might be the mm, true. So the people could be thinking exactly true. the same way as you and think, oh, no, you know what? I'll make it because Steve Jobs made it or, you know, I made it because uh, he made it. Mm. And, and you, they kind of drop out and go, you know what? This life's not for me. <laughs> I think in terms of true. failure, I think we look down on it as a, a bad thing. I think it's got to be something that you, you embrace mm. and it improves just you, you as a person and uh, as an individual. Like, I pursued the, the sort of business of going into fashion doing a brand for two years. It went well for the first year. I did it with a mate from uni. Um, went well the first year. The second year, it sort of struggled. Mm. But I had to make that choice at the time because I thought if I didn't yeah. make that choice, I'd regret it maybe in a few years. So I made that choice. I learned a lot of things about myself, about business, about fashion. And I'm glad I did it. And I'm glad mm. it failed in a way because now I've learned from it. 
I think that mm. was me going out of my comfort zone, trying something different, trying something new. And it's, I yeah, had to, do it to improve myself. You know what it is? It's so cliche and it's so cheesy now to say, oh, if you fail, you learn. And people kind of misinterpret it as if to say, you know, it's, it's okay to fail and that's it. Instead of kind of saying, yeah. right, I failed. What did I learn from it? And how can I put yeah. it into practice to make it better next 100%. time? Because that's what it means. You know, um, every time you, you, you fail or something or, or lose or something, you learn a little bit about something, which then can help you achieve the next time you try and have a go mm. at it. You know, um, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, it gets misinterpreted a lot. But, you know, it's, uh, it's a crazy one for sure. Um, but, yeah. Hundred percent. Very, very interesting. Yeah, no doubt. Right. No so doubt. So we've got to the section of the show that we've been looking forward to. Right. So we've called this <laughs> section "Rate My Vex." Um, so this is basically something that one of us come up, you know, that we've had in the past week or just in general um, that we want to put out there um, as one of the things that would, you know, that really get on our nerves, basically. Um, so yeah, so obviously going to do a quick rip round, and then obviously by the end of it, we, we are going to decide which ones uh, that you know that that we hate the most. Um, obviously, you guys at home can obviously make you know make that decision as well. Let us know on the socials. Um, so yeah, Dan, do you want to take that away? Yes, mate. Number one, vex, loud chewing. <laughs> if you chew loudly near me. <laughs> I, hey, fun fact about that. That is actually a psychological disorder, apparently. If you don't like people chewing loudly, that is actually a disorder. I found that there out is, the other yeah. day. Is, is it? it as well. you know, yeah, I've huh? it as well. I've What's it, it well, called? Do you know what it's called? That disorder? No, but my dad does it when he chews, and it, I, it drives me nuts. It's no. so small and like, insignificant, but it does my nut in. Oh, I don't know what. I can't explain why, right? But I swear to God, if someone... you ever on the bus and someone's chewing... Chewing next year. Oh my god, I can't. You know what? Eating a meatball sub and chewing like he. Oh no, it's called misophonia. Is it? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it's that's it. Chewing, breathing, pain clicking. It's actually a condition. Yeah. Yeah. All them little niggly sounds. It irritates me to the last. I don't know why. I don't know why. Just don't. Don't do that. One Number good thing one. is at least it's not psychiatric anyway. <laughs> yeah, but I have other issues in that department. There's not. <laughs> <laughs> have you met my other friend Fred he comes out to play every now and then um, um, yeah Mal what are you saying what's your vex eesh, where do I start <laughs> you what's only get one yeah, what do I say what's the best in this being ridiculous <laughs> no do you know what it's not what's it's the best in this being ridiculous <laughs> mine would be obviously I know it's a pandemic and everything yeah like I totally understand it but mine would be coughing or sneezing in public, and then everyone just looks at you like, like what have what you like what have you yeah. just done? Yeah. <laughs> like, even you're, more you're so now. No, but it's, yeah. it's a genuine, so it's a cough 100%. or a sneeze. You, like you're gonna have a face mask on. Let's 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 be real. And then um, people just turn around and look at you like, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Oh, yeah. do you know what though? I found myself doing that myself, kind of thinking, "Oh, what the hell?" It's the first thing that that comes into your head, though. You're like, "Shit!" Like, is does he have Corona? But obviously, he probably doesn't. He just needed to sneeze. But it is something that you you turn around, and you'd be like, "Oh shit!" I'm sitting next to him. You know what I mean? You do accidentally, and then you look think around that, thinking, that, "Oh crap!" It's I think that is bugging <laughs> me at the moment a lot. Um, yeah. That... Oh, I should have said. Is oh, it? There's so many. No. Yeah. 
Right, so mine is quite a weird one, right? So basically, my house had a power cut the other day, yeah? But, mm. like, in the middle of the night. So I've got one of these, you know, these lights that, that project, obviously, the galaxy, like, the, the kind of stars and the, the, the lights and everything on the ceiling and stuff mm. like that, yeah? Yeah, yeah. But this one must have been shipped from, like, France or Germany or whatever, yeah? So it makes a <laughs> mad noise when it turns on, right? So, middle of the night now, about half five in the morning, obviously the house had a power cut, right? Didn't know nothing about it. I was in dreamland, everything else, yeah. All of a sudden, this light turns on and this mad voice came on in the middle of the night. <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. What? Voice? No, voice. yeah, every time it turns on, it, it says something in some mad language. Like, <laughs> like, better loud. Scared the life out of me. Have you been eating the mushroom or I will record it and I'll send it to you and I'll show you. I'll show you. Jordan's on the psychedelic. Are you got, sure that happened? You've got, uh, <laughs> you got spirit living. Bro, that, it was mad. Um, the last thing was, it happened half Oh, yeah, that's before. a good topic. That's a good topic. What if, if Vince's projectors possessed, man? <laughs> and you'd, you'd need to get a priest in there, eh? Bro, get some Vince's <laughs> there at night with a, with a Ouija board. Do you know what the worst thing is? You know what I'm thinking? Oh, 100%. Like, after it happens, yeah, I switched the plug off, took the plug out. I thought, that's not happening again. Vince <laughs> 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 freaking out. Bro, oh, that's bad. Right. That deep sleep. What's your next? That deep sleep. Sorry, go, go, go. No, it, was, it messed me up big time, man. You sound you sound troubled, mate. You actually, you genuinely, I'm worried for you right now. But mate, I swear to God, it scared the life out of me. <laughs> this is Vince's cry for help. <laughs> Yeah, mate, mate, if it wasn't COVID, oh, you know, I'd come over and give you a little cuddle. <laughs> just, uh, <yeah. laughs> Ads, you're vexed. What is it? You know, it relates today, actually, because it's late. names. It's late. <laughs> and Malachi Thomas gave me a vex. Fake names. Just what happened today? Started. I just can't deal with lateness in, in all aspects. Because okay. we set a meeting time for a little test run and five minutes later you're in the chat. So that's not good enough for my terms, if I'm honest. True. He was, actually, he, was actually late. he was actually late to the test run as well. To the actual test run. When he said I'm here, he was three minutes late to actually join it in. It's mad. It can't go on, man. It can't go on. Look, the, way, the way I see it, yeah. The way I see it in terms of that is you've got you to be on time. It's respect, really. Yeah. And anywhere I go, you know whatever what? I do... I'm always you know what? 10, 15 minutes early or on time. Yeah. You know what? On me lately. I don't know why. I don't know <laughs> what I've done there, but he has been on me lately. <laughs> Come. I'm just sharing my vex. That's what I'm doing. I'm sharing my vex. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, though. I tell you what. That's that's an interesting one, Ads, because I'm like, I'm like that as well. I hate being late, even if it's a minute or even if I'm two minutes early. I hate it. And have you ever been on the way to somewhere, like a game or to a job interview or something, and you start proper, like, getting proper anxiety about possibly being late and the thoughts about what the other person is going to think or that type of thing? No, I don't, like, I don't think about the other person, big. but I just, it's just my own, my own, my own self-esteem, yeah. my own self. But that's why sometimes yeah. when, I meet, when I meet people, I time it perfectly so that I know they're going to be late. So I time it perfectly so yeah. I tell them a time before... <laughs> You're yeah, so that's in there so for I five minutes. Mouse sometimes, isn't it? Safe mouth. <laughs> so I know Mal's twenty minutes late to first place, so I go Mal. Meet times at five thirty instead of six. 
And I turn up at 5 30. Ads is tax. I turn up at 6 I'm there. Oi, Ads, we need to have a topic on man management why? and people skills because this sounds amazing and I am so ready to learn. It's pending, it's oh, pending, it's pending. Do you know what but, it sounds like to me? It sounds no. like Mal is just like one of Adam's Sims. Like, and listen, he's just controlling it with yeah, a controller. because Final Circle on Cod the other day, I let the team down. So that's why Ad is on me. I think that's what it is. Anyway, it's been a good podcast. But um, yeah. thanks to all you people listening in. It's been uh, it's appreciated if you are. And hopefully stay tuned with us. We'll have another episode out next Sunday, hopefully. Yeah. And we'll uh, share more info on the socials. You can go find us on Instagram at off underscore topic podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at off topic underscore cast. Follow, support, share. Absolutely. You, uh, you come watch our next podcast episode next week. <laughs>